1: you're you're, you're listening to tpv virtual radio Radio. it's live right now now. on the psalmist voice of the psalmist Psalmist voice radio Radio network Network. it's the two-time stellar award considered spin award nominated you're listening to the voice to the voice the psalmist voice radio network What's up, everybody? This is John and Sequoia Howard of the Agape Music Group. Hey, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Let's get it. Let's go.
2: What's good, radio family? It's your boy, the Psalmist Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network keeps getting hotter, and we have that Holy Ghost smoke just for you. Sundays, it's the return of TPV Rebirth with yours truly, the Psalmist Voice at 2 p.m. Central followed by Mondays Indie Fam Nation exclusively on Clubhouse at 8.15 a.m. Tuesdays Victory Over the Weights of Life with author and speaker Deanne Lubrin at 6 p.m. Wednesdays Illuminating Word Ministries with Apostle Dr. Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5.15 p.m. Thursdays Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, the hottest interview on the planet, the exclusive interview with your truly the psalmist voice by Booking Only. Saturday, Saturdays, Saturdays buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m., followed by The Locker Room with Coach D every second and fourth saturday at 4 p.m look us up on facebook also on twitter and our youtube channel the psalmist voice radio network and walk with us family let's go
0: it's your girl psalmist jones and you're listening to the psalmist voice radio network walk with me family let's go
1: It is the Spin Award nominated nominated. Saturday's Buffet 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 with with Sister Lorraine Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones right right now now on on TPB Radio. smile been spin award, award, nominated. award nominated Saturday's buffet, buffet, with, buffet. With, with sister Lorraine, Lorraine Brown and, and Roberta Jones R- R- right, right now, now on, on TV, TV radio. radio. Hey, hey, hey. Good
3: afternoon.
4: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What an awesome and amazing uh, time it is to have the opportunity to spend time with the brothers and sisters of, of, of Christ and to be able to share, um, moments of uh, victory in our life. Uh, today we will be discussing uh, love again, but uh, Pastor Chris, as always, we will deviate, but it will always, it would, it would also tie back in to the subject matter at hand. Uh, just remembering and going through uh, my mind how many people that we encounter on a daily basis who are having a lot of aches and pains in their life on today. And I can truly say that some of the things that the people of God are going through can be classified as the, um, as the um, needless pain that they have decided to bear because we have a hard time taking situations and circumstances to God in prayer. And we're trying to man up and woman up and handle the ordeals that the enemy has uh, hurtled in our directions, and God never intended on us to um, fight our own battles. He just wanted us to simply trust Him with them, and we have a hard time uh, doing that. We want to take control of our situations ourselves. We're going to be uh, looking at Psalms ninety-one today, and I'm already uh, ablaze just looking at the very first verse. Um, my uh, Uh, daughter has the amplified um, translation and it's already set me on fire and I just want the radio audience to know that when we come on here we don't come on here as spiritual giants we don't come on here feeling like I've got all the answers and you do what I say do you're gonna win no I come on here uh, needing the support of my listeners as well as having a word to share with my listeners These words that we share are things that we ourselves need to put in place. The word of God was not designed to be read and to be uh, used as a weapon against one another, but it is a weapon of warfare against the enemy that we have coming against us, and it's a word of encouragement to encourage those who are in the trenches with us. We're all in this war together, and we are using the word, to arm one another and to encourage one another to continue to fight the good fight of faith. Pastor Chris, I greet you today in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. I greet you with the love of God which surpasses all understanding. I greet you today with a heart that wants to be in agreement with you that the brokenness that we are standing in need of in order for us to become the men and women of God that he would have us to be, that we would set ourselves in agreement, first of all, to allow the breaking in our own life personally, and then to be a mouthpiece for God, that we will share the benefits of the aches and pains of brokenness. How are you today, son?
2: I am good. I'm stuffed. Still stuffed a little bit. But, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to get this party started. Uh, I had a nice week, was able to relax and rest, even though the weather is not in my favor. I'm still excited that I'm still alive and I'm able to give the word of God to the people without scripts in biblical context Mm -hmm. and all love, capital L-O-V-E exclamation point so that's my that's my skill so I'm ready to go so let's get it let's go do we have any hot sauce on the buffet today uh I'm not sure uh let me see 6015 is not hot sauce no that's Mr. Um, yeah uh,
4: 36
2: 18 that's new uh 71 22 that's believe that's no, true too that's, that's no. it
4: so the hot sauce is not on the buffet today the pit bull is not watching the table so we're going to uh, but Pastor Chris I do, I am sitting in the company with uh, some great men and women of God, uh, my pastor John is with me, uh, Pastor um, LaSalle Smith his uh, awesome and amazing wife, uh, co-pastor LaSalle Smith also my um, super, uh, my daughter um, another one of my daughters I Haven't given her a name yet I gave her sister Pitbull But I haven't given her a name yet But she's a, she's a gentle giant And her, Takina yeah. Brown uh, Love of the pieces And then we have the Oh, whoo, In the house that was Uh-oh Oh, yeah, yeah So we're here today uh, we we'll are gather together And everyone will be sharing from their heart As the Lord sees fit But Pastor Chris, I want to talk with you today. We're going to deviate from love, but we're going to tie it into love. Brokenness. Brokenness. Mm. That thing that we don't want to happen in our life. We would prefer God do our advancement and our growth a different way. But brokenness has an awesome and amazing work that it does in the heart of of a believer. Uh, Case in point, uh, I'm a prideful person. Uh, This is a a story. This is not me. I'm a prideful person. And... Mm. You're not going to talk to me any kind of way. You're not going to do me any kind of way. I'm going to be all up in your face. And God continues to allow the enemy to place situations in my life that exposes that um, downfall to me. My responsibility is to repent to God of that, to ask God how to move away successfully without losing all of my peace uh, away from this thing. Um, what would you say about uh, brokenness, uh,
2: Pastor Chris, in your own life? Ooh, well, that's a five-hour show, and we don't have time, so I'll try to condense it. Um, when it comes to being broken, in the natural and also in the spiritual, there's this thing called the process. Now, a lot of us don't like the process because sometimes the process hurts sometimes the process can be a little long sometimes the process can be even a little bit discouraging well i got news for you in the process for most of us that are very strong-willed and yeah got the t-shirt and the hat Sometimes God wants to allow us to go into this place of brokenness. Now, I can only speak for me, but I had to be broken, not only spiritually, but physically. Uh-oh, what What, what, the, what is he talking about? Uh, I think you need to get the fire extinguishers ready because here we go. So me being hard-headed and understanding what my place was in the kingdom, I still wanted to do what Chris wanted to do. So in the meantime, I'm chasing after getting my bag and getting my stuff and, whoa, and all, what in the world? And all this stuff uh, in the middle of it, and what happens? Well, actually, this month uh, celebrates five years of my accident. Now, I say celebrate because it changed my life forever, not only in a physical way, but in the way we know life. Now, I could (laughs) have just gave up then. I could have just said, you know what? This is just for the birds. I'm not dealing with all this. But the only thing I could muster, Sister Lorraine, is I know, I know God can do it. Oh, no, no, sir. My God. That's all I could say. That's all I could muster up because I was so used to being programmed to say, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Well, Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling that way at all. I was feeling some kind of way. I'm like, okay, God, why would you even, and why is my mic acting up? See, see, it's already starting. See, devil don't want this Mm -hmm. to come out, and it's all good. But I'm going to try to. For fastest. So in the process of being broken physically, God had to restore me spiritually. Well, how did he do that? Well, I had a lot of time to listen. I had a lot of time to think. I had a lot of time to just download what God had for me. And in that place of brokenness, I was being healed, not only from religion, uh-oh, wait, 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 wait. That don't make any sense. Religion? I thought that's what you were, a Christian. Well, that's a religion. I'm a believer, saved by grace mm. through faith. Yeah, we use Christian as a PR stunt, but that's a whole nother show. So all I'm saying is, is that I had to be broken spiritually and physically. And as God healed me, I had to learn that I could not take any credit for anything god has done see they don't want to hear this part i could not accept credit for anything god has done since the healing during my healing and my continuous healing not only for the ministry but also for the man chris so as the man was healing i had to go into a place of isolation well a lot of us don't like to do that either this lorraine right? we we want to be in the business we want to know what's going on we want to know the new trends and fads in some of our churches see we we want to be all in the mix but see god when god does something in the secret and when something comes out from the secret place uh-oh see uh see you ain't the only one Hot like fire, drill sergeant. I I think I'm getting a little bit of residue of what you throwing over here all the way in South Carolina. But I'm going to be nice. See, this is what brings Psalms 91 verse 1 into an awesome place of where what we're talking about. Because when you're broken, when you don't have religion anymore, when you've lost all your friends, your peeps, all that stuff. See, the one person will always be there. That one person will always be your security. And it's that one person that we ought to put our trust in. And in verse 1, it says, He who dwells in the shelter or in the secret place of the Most High will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty whose power no enemy can stand. That's from the Amplified version. So this is what I'm saying. Once we understand that our power is not our own, and once we understand that everything in this life requires a shelter from the Most High, well, what does that mean? Well, when you have relationship with Christ. Here we go. Here he goes again. Uh, Sister Lorraine, you need to get this guy off your uh, buffet because that's all he talks about is this religious relationship stuff. I thought it was religious. I thought it was works. I thought it was sowing my seed. Well, I'm sorry. It's not. It's your relationship with Christ. So, I'm going to stop right there because I can feel the drill sergeant's breath She's ready to go in. And I need to pump my brakes before I go completely ham and cheese. So, Drill Sergeant, back to you.
4: Well, uh, Pastor Chris, you, you, you're absolutely right because I have some personal um, offenses with what the enemy is uh, doing in the lives of God's people. I I take it personal. Uh, the encounters that God's people are are allowing in their life simply because they don't know the power in which they possess. We have Mm -hmm. succumbed to the pressures of the bully, and that would be Satan himself and his, his team of imps. Talking with a young lady recently who has a spouse who does not show up to home for several days, who says he knows and trusts God? I have a problem mm. with that because, as mm. a married woman, my husband does not have the liberty in, in 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 my life to just dismiss himself from our home for several days with no accountability. That is unacceptable behavior. I don't have that freedom in my home as a woman of God to not show up to the dinner table with my husband and he don't have a clue about where I am. I take it personal that the enemy will Mm. give a man of God the mindset that that's okay. That's not okay. And it's not okay for her to feel the pain of not knowing where her spouse is. I take Mm. it personal when a man of God, another situation where a man of God who has been raised to know God, said that I talked to God and God has the audacity not to talk back to me. I have a problem with that when the man of God says, call God um, out of his name. I have a problem with that. I know Mm. that the God that I serve has a Damascus role for me has one for you. I want to talk about what happens when we have been on the right path and we decide we want to walk on the wild side and then not mm. want to say to God, who ain't God because you let me come over here. God has given <laughs> us a free will. And God says, that's not my best for you, son or daughter, but I do want you to have your own choice about what you do. But this mm-hmm. is my best. In my book, you will find contained in my book the better. But now if you choose to go eat plop out of the hog bin, that's your that's your your position in life. But i got steak, potatoes, and, and cake and cookies for you over here on my table. Everything is on the table. So you can come mm. over here with your plate, or you can go to the pig's head. But at the end of the day, it's all about what I decide for my life. And I can say God ain't God all I want to. But the God that I serve has given me the ability to make wise choices. I can be the foolish Virgin or I can be the wise virgin But when he comes back And he's on his way back And when he comes back And in my life is now being required of me I'm not going to be able to blame anybody But for my life Except me At the Mm. end of the day God does speak And he will allow us to dwell with him I like the translation that my daughter has He who dwells in the secret place of the most high Shall remain stable when we find people that are unstable, that are that are bouncing back and forth uh, uh, in the things of God, we just found somebody who does not have a stable and sturdy relationship with God. Because when you do, you are not comfortable calling God out his name. You are not comfortable misusing the treasure. Yes, I call it a treasure that God has given you. A wife mm. is a treasure. A wife is a gift from God. Mm. And If Amen. you got a gift, you didn't get it from God. If you got it from God, it's a gift.
3: That's right. And the children
4: are treasures of God, and He does not, He is not pleased when I misuse my treasure. Who mm. gets a diamond and throw it in the garbage can? Only a fool. <gasps> and
3: who's
4: a fool? A man, or woman who won't put My God. In God. And we've got many fools saying they know God. Well, I beg the difference. If you are an apple tree, idiot, you will give forth apples. And if you've got pecans on your tree, quit calling yourself an apple tree. You are not Mm. an apple tree. Because an apple tree will bear apples. And how many times have you passed by an apple tree and saw an apple eating an apple? No! Mm. God gave Mm. us to soul. And we're not sowing, but we want to reap. And the only way to reap is to sow. I'm tired. Of people saying, God, God, God. And that's your, hmm. like your daddy. The devil, devil, devil. Time out for that. Time out for saying, I can't. I don't know how. Because the ability is in God. Go to that second scripture, man of God. Oh,
5: Jesus.
2: Whew, okay. I will say of the Lord, he is my Wait refuge.
1: A Wait a Ooh.
2: I will say of the Lord. I thought it was picture.
4: I would say of my job. I would say of my money today. I would say of my car that I drive. I would say of the habits that I have. I, I, I go golfing on Sunday because I'm all that in a bag of chips. Who do you mm. say, Pastor
2: Chris? Uh, who do I say? I say the Lord. Just saying. I mean, that's just me. Continue, well, sir. he he is my Refuge and my wait, fortress.
4: Wait, 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 mm. wait, wait, wait. Here's your what?
2: My refuge and my no fortress. Place, sir. Yes, sir, it's a stronghold. That's what it is, in layman's no terms.
4: The enemy can't come in the refuge, can he?
2: No, he can't. Unless you allow him.
4: So if I'm outside Uh-oh. on the beach getting hit upside the head and ravaged by the devil, I'm not where?
2: I'm not in my
4: state.
3: No, you're not. <laughs> and what
2: else is he? He is also the fortress, my God, yeah. in whom I will trust. City.
4: That's a fortified city. That's hmm. a city that the enemy has to devise a plan to penetrate. And God's mm-hmm. fortified city cannot be penetrated by the devil. He has to stand on the outside of the city and beg for you. Come here. Come over here. He has to draw you out in order to trample you. If we stay within the confines of the fortified city, that joker can't touch us. That's right. But we like to venture off. We like to go, we go peep over there and see what's going on over there. The nosy spirit. Spiritually, we're mm-hmm. nosy. And we want to reconnect. You know why we want to reconnect, Pastor Chris? Because we never dealt with the junk that connects us back to that go- that junk over there outside of the 45 cities.
3: Oh, I never connected
4: with the hoe in me. So, mm. so desiring to go home, that's that's natural. Because I never crucified the hoe.
2: Oh, Jesus. Keep reading, Pastor Chris. Yeah, yes, ma'am. Uh whew. uh, And my fortress, my God, in whom I will trust. Amplified also gives more explanation with great confidence. And on whom I rely, for he will save you. we don't rely on him,
4: though. We don't rely on him. We rely on the things that we know. We rely on the things that we've been told. We don't let the Mm -hmm. word of God be a light to our path and a lamp for our feet. Because we want a plan B, because the plan A, the plan that God has mean I got to come out of myself and quit being the mean, grouchy, ignorant dodo that, I, that I'm used to being, and I got to come out and operate in wisdom. I got to come out and operate in love. I got to use mercy. I got to use compassion. Those are things that make me look wimp, wimp. I'm not a wimp. I'm not a punk. You can't punk me out. And God is not concerned about that. God wants us to look like the image that we were designed to look like him. So we got to take the low road. We got to love those that despitefully misuse us. We got to shut our mouth sometimes. And we having a problem with this. We having a problem with this, but, but he's trying to get us somewhere. So when I got a problem with with, with with another man, my first light should shine on me. What is it that I bring to this relationship? It ain't just them. It's some stuff in me. And God is saying, I want to clean you up. And once I clean you up, they don't look so bad. And they have to change. Once you change, I can no longer approach you any kind of way. I now got to approach you from a different direction, because what I used to use on you no longer
5: works.
4: Exactly. Casa Creek, did the chef come yet?
5: Uh, The chef has not arrived.
2: Yeah, chef chef has not arrived yet.
4: She still got. I'll let you know. Dr. Chris, oh yes ma'am refuge. did you find God to be a refuge?
2: Let me let, let let me let me talk real for a minute. See, I never ran to God because I thought I knew it all. See, and for some of us we're not gonna be transparent enough to admit that, but when you know the word versus living the word, it's too different things so i didn't look at god as my refuge honestly when i was even in my situation i'm like well why would you cause this to happen why did you allow this to be see this is what our sin nature will automatically start to do we start blaming god but we don't understand that sometimes we cause the situation uh-oh, oops, oh, yeah, I, I'm yeah. sorry, I, I didn't mean to say that. See, yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to say that, I'm sorry. Sometimes we, we're the ones who put our foot in our own mouth. Yeah, I said it. Uh, sometimes we even pray for certain things to happen for someone else, but in hindsight, God is allowing that prayer to convict and mess with you. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Why? Because our heart posture is not right. Now, the right. one thing that I'm understanding about my relationship is that he cannot be my refuge or my fortress if my heart is in the wrong place. Uh-oh. Right. Yeah. Right. So if, if we have, if we put our faith and trust in our bishop, Oh, oh, oh here, he, here he goes again. If we put our faith and trust in our pastor, oh, yep, I said it. If, if we even put our faith in our surrounding core of folk, uh-oh, mm. we're going to get the biggest gas face in all of mm. our lives because people are fickle. I'm sorry. Yeah. We are. And if you don't put God in the mix of it if you don't allow god to change who you are from the core you will always be that nasty even though you might look good smell good mm-hmm. all that stuff you can still be the most nastiest stinkiest person on the planet
4: sorry that's you because talking, you didn't oh, wait like a minute wait a minute wait a minute you talking about that soap front uh, Demina, You talking about that look good on the outside and
2: rotten on the inside thing? Is that what you're talking e- yes, about? Yes, ma'am.
4: Yes, ma'am. That's oh, what okay. I'm talking about. <laughs> <Thank you.
2: laughs> yeah, that we, we get a lot of that. We got that. We got a lot of cosmetics covering. Put a pin right there. Scars. Put a pin right there. Why do we do it? Why do
4: we do it, Pastor Chris? Why do we fake it? Why do we fake the phone?
2: Because we don't want to look to to other people that we don't got it all together, that we aren't walking in our overflow. We're not not pressed down. We're not shaking together. We're not running over, Sergeant. See, we, we, we want to put all these masks on, but see, what God blesses is the fact that you can actually be exposed, be made whole. Be bold enough to talk about how exposed you were and what God is doing to bring you to his refuge and to his fortress. So when you become completely whole in him, you got a lot to be thankful for. See, people always want to remember you for the Maybelline or the cover girl that you got on your face. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I... I I didn't mean to say that, but, but, but see, we, we, we want to remember folks based on what they look like, but we don't want to, yeah, we, we want to look at the outside. Okay. See you living right. your blessed life. How are you going to sit here and tell me I can't chase after the bag when I'm over here struggling? Listen, see, when we get rid of us in this whole relationship with Christ, When we get rid of me, 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 I, 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 and you can still be cute, you can still be fly, you can still be all that, but see, people are going to see the God in you before they see the Maybelline or the Cub Girl. Uh Uh-oh. See, they're going to see the brokenness and the humility first before they see all the outside stuff. See, we're so used to looking at people based on where they are spiritually from their outside, Sergeant, that we can't even see nobody from the inside no more. Uh Are you saying that God
4: can't use the manipulator in me? Is that what you're saying, Preacher? Well,
2: he... Well... well, you can <laughs> – uh, I'm going to get in trouble with this oh, one, but it's okay. Stop. See, oh, you can yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you, can, yeah you, can, you can be the master manipulator. You can have a double doctrine in manipulation in some, not all, in some of our churches, even the very relationships that we have. It's very easy to do that it's easy so when we're used to doing that we're used to being taught that in some of our pulpits Uh uh-oh see we're taught to be master manipulators we're taught to be the swayers and bringing people to the Yes, we're so used to being that, that when we're out of control, when we have no clue what's going to happen from one minute to the next, we panic. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I said it. We panic because we're so used to being the one to press the button. We're so used to being the one that's getting the word. We're so used to being the one that's in the spotlight we're so used to it that my refuge and my fortress becomes my own refuge and my own fortress uh-oh oh Oh. what what what, 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 why 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 you got uh pastor chris uh talking like that drill sergeant you need to be you need to shut him up because he's uh, he's stepping on my corns well i was there too I was that guy, too. I wanted to seek my own refuge, my own fortress, and trust in only me. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did he just say that, Sergeant? He said the me, me, me in me. Uh Uh-oh. See, we get so caught up in, again, we're so caught up on looking good, smelling good, but underneath it all, we in the spirit, yeah. see because we work. Yeah. So how can your dry bones be raised if you don't want to allow God to be in your life for real, for real? How can your dry bones raise when you always want to be in control of what the Holy Spirit's supposed to do in your life and when He's supposed to do it? See, sorry, God don't work on our time. He hears mm-hmm. our prayers. But he don't work on our time. See, that's the problem, uh, Drill Sergeant. We we want to have our two-minute microwave faith. We put it in the glorified microwave, hit two minutes, and then when the beef goes off, we expect an overflow or a harvest. Well, I got news for you. It don't work that way. Because the more you die to you, the more you are raised in him. Oh. Okay, let
4: me say that one more time.
5: Hello.
4: You want to take responsibility for your life. You want the the things of God going forth in your life, and you're willing to take responsibility because you know your obligations. As, As being one that God has delivered from darkness into light, now you feel obligated to go back into that same darkness that held you captive. And help somebody else come to the light. We have gotten off of our mission. We are no longer operating in the causes of God. We are going about to establish our own righteousness as men and women of God. We've made this whole life about me, myself, and I. And Uh-oh. we don't sacrifice. We don't sacrifice our self and time uh, to help anyone else. Because if me helping you doesn't benefit me, I'm probably not going to help you. Mm. And that's not what God wants. His desire is that each one reach one and everybody have the opportunity to be helped. So when we find people who are struggling, we don't mind leaving them in their struggle. Mm. but when we were struggling god didn't leave God didn't leave me in my struggle. He sent people to help me, and I appreciate that and and that's Amen. what I do. I try. To return and help those who are struggling because I've been the one that struggle especially women who are hurting in in relationships. I've been the one who, who the enemy had his foot on my neck mm. you know th- that thing with Floyd we, we don't mind bringing up controversial subjects that thing with Floyd when that officer had his feet his knee on that on his neck and he was struggling to breathe I've been that woman I've been that woman who uh, didn't understand why there were grown men who were inappropriately putting their hands on me as a little girl. I've been there. So to that woman who has that thing going on in your life, I'm one you can come to with that one. I haven't did everything. I don't know everything. But what I do know, I'm willing to open up my heart and my my heart and my life to you. I will tell you. Anything you want and need to, not want to know, but need to know. God told me years ago, Lorraine, your life has to be one lived in transparency. There is nothing in my life I'm not willing to share. i have shared it on the radio about my inappropriate behavior with another female. I don't have a secret that God can't call me forward to give to you. If what I tell you will help your life, hey, I'm the one. I will share it with you. And that's
5: just, yes, ma'am.
4: The pain that God's people are experiencing in the body of Christ, the answer for every bit of it is Christ himself. And his word is the medication.
2: That's right.
4: If I knew another way, I would give another way. That's the only way I know. I tried the other avenues. I came up short every time. But when I came to God and I put full trust in him, my life has never been the same. Even when I thought I was grown enough and big enough to look off, it was still God's amazing grace and love that pulled me back to the past and opened my eyes back up to be able to see. You said we got some some hot sauce on here?
2: Uh, no, Hot Sauce says she is unable to come on cuz she's dealing okay. with something. So Okay. Yes, okay. Yeah. Her voice is not but then, there.
4: Yeah. Okay. So so verse 3
2: Pastor Chris. Yes ma'am. Verse 3 for he will save you from the snare or the trap of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence now he will also he will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy and he will protect you from the false accusation and any deadly curse that was amplified and passion translation yes ma'am i read both okay, so words chris,
4: so, so so pastor chris when we when we are on this path called righteousness they are trapped that are set for the believer. Is that what you're
2: saying? Oh, yeah, uh, well, yeah. Uh, the devil has a funny way of doing things. And also, as we increase, also, God allows them some things to happen. But see, what people don't understand is that the, that the devil has to ask God permission. Uh-oh, wait a minute, wait, what? So you mean to tell me I uh, have the stuff that happened in my life God, I mean, the, the devil had to ask God permission first. Well, I'm not going to gonna say right all there. of it.
4: Stop right there! I need you to stop mm-hmm. right there. So, when God, mm-hmm. when the devil has to ask God permission to hurt the saint, is that God being mean? Explain no. that.
2: See that? this. See, see, people, this is what the human nature automatically assumes. Because something is destroyed, something is messed up, we automatically blame God for it, right? That's the human nature. Now, when we are being broken in in the spirit, see, that's a whole nother ball of wax. See, when we're being increased in our relationship with God, See, our Father has so much faith in our mediocre selves. see see <laughs> see y y y'all, y'all, y'all want to be big time and prime time because you stream all over the world or you wear makeup or you got a nice two million dollar suit on or you got some bodyguards oh, okay, let me stop see we, we we get so puffed up, but see is' what God arranges he's strategic because sometimes god allows some things to happen to strengthen us so when we come out of that mess we are able to be effective how is that what are you talking about it's easy when you learn how to trust god solely and you know that god can do the impossible even for my knucklehead self See, y'all want to talk real this morning. Y'all trying to be all super holy, but I'm going to tell it. See, the problem is we need to stop being all looking all deep and sounding all deep. Yeah, we all have our share of stuff, but you don't have to allow the stuff to overtake you. Uh Uh-oh. See. We choose to want to go to the next level, Sergeant. We choose to want God to have relational intimacy in the spirit of who we are. We choose to increase to the next level of this thing called salvation. But yet we want to always be in control. And you wonder why
4: use that four-letter cuss word then let's use that four-letter cuss word i like cussing let's Uh use this cuss word so you're telling me when god allows the enemy to ravish me and tear my clothes off and run me up a tree that's god's love
2: (laughs) well it all depends on who provoked it Uh uh-oh see sometimes we provoke a thing and sometimes that's why we running up the tree and a lot of times when god is doing something in our life it's something that we know it's not a natural occurrence let me explain see when god does things and he tests us he already knows where we are spiritually sometimes he's just allowing us to go to a thing called spiritual boot camp i'll explain see if you're not familiar with how that works see when you go to boot camp right you are being disciplined and trained according to the code of the service or the branch you are going to go in right so you have to go through basic training in order to get your mind right your body right make sure you fall in line Everything that they're trained as far as PT early in the morning to to line up in formation. All that stuff has to be what? You have to go to basic training. So in that, you're being what? Broken from the old. See, I don't think they're getting it. See, you're being broken from the old thing. And you're being remade into the new. So in your process, Sergeant, you're going to go through the pain. You're going to go through the agony. You're going to go through the head, head hurting. You got a headache because you got to rem- remember all these formations. You got to remember your timeline. You got to go to PT in the morning and information all in the next four hours. See, all this stuff we got to remember. So it's the same thing in the spirit. See, God puts us in a spiritual boot camp to break us down from all the religious stuff, uh uh-oh, and all of the degrees that we've attained, all those things that we chase after to get approval from folk, uh uh-oh. So he tears that down.
4: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What happens to me if I'm in boot camp and I don't acclimate? What happens to me? In, 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 well, in, in Uncle Sam's army, they send me home. What happens in God's yep. army? Is that the one that see, when stand before him, he said, depart from me? Is that him?
2: See, there's, two, there's a two-parter to that question. Because not all of us make it in the first round. Not all of us is able to make it in the first set. See, some of us need to go back and reassess ourselves, get ourselves stronger, all that stuff. So, see, in God, there is no failure. See, we're the ones who put ourselves in a position. Let me explain. See, when it comes to the things of God or increasing who you are in the spirit, there's just some things that you have to fight. There's just some things you have to Die to yourself with, in order for you to even get to the next level in your relationship with Him. We gotta die to ourselves fully in order for us to obtain anything in God. Uh oh. All right. Let me let me stop. because okay, so, so, pe- people so get mad. It's
4: like in the military, you get a do-over. You know, the military says, "You know what? I'm gonna give you another chance, dude. We're gonna put you back yeah. in two weeks." and we're going to bring you back through to give you a do-over. And he continues to allow us. God is more of a, um, a, more loving than the military. He gives us do-overs, and he's, he's willing to work with us as long as we're willing to keep doing over. But what we exactly. do is, in, in God's mercy, we take God for weeks, and we think that we can just run roughshod on God because God does not uh, give us the punishment sometimes that it looks like our crime. Are deserves. You know, he allows us to escape death many times. So because God keeps allowing us to escape, we keep feeling like, oh, he believed that let me tell him let me tell him I got an island in in uh in Minnesota. You know, and, and that's not who God is. It's just his love. It's just his mercy. He he said, I wish that none would perish, but that all would come unto repentance. That all would come to me and I'll be able to say uh, you've been faithful over a few things, I'm going to make you rule over many. He said, I want to say that to everybody. But unfortunately, just like in the military, some people have just not mentally made up their mind that they want to uh, change. And can't nobody make you change unless you, first of all, desire to change or know you need to change. So that's where we are. We're in the body of Christ. We're learning what God requires. Now my, I have to make up my mind. Do I want to be a better mother? Do I want to be a better wife? Do I want to be a better woman of God? And if any of those answers are yes, then I have to go to the manufacturer, and I have to get the criteria for the job. There's a job description on every job, and it says, "Be on time, wash your hands uh." Don't have food on the job. You can't be on your cell phone. Now, if I'm doing all of those things on that job, that simply says to my employer, you don't want this job. I'm going to let you go home. You can eat your lunch at home. You can talk on your cell phone at home or while you're in the unemployment line because you no longer represent this company's best interest. And why should I keep paying you $2 an hour to misappropriate the things that I've given you to do? And God is saying... I want you to become stable. I want you to know that I'm your refuge because I need you to carry that good news and that message to a blind man who can't see, to a mm. deaf man who can't hear, to a person whose heart is been out of shape, but they're asking me for or I'm going to send you with the message. And you know what? We can't even carry the message because we've heard it, but we haven't gotten it. Ooh. I can't tell you God is good because I don't believe that myself. I can't tell you <laughs> to pray because I don't pray. Mm. What's our next scripture, preacher?
2: Our next scripture is, he will cover you and completely protect you with his, oh, it's all cut off. Let me read this one. He, His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of his majestic majesty and hid. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of a demonic force at night, nor have a fear of a spirit of darkness coming against you. Wow. Now, wait a minute.
4: My daughter's to say he's a buckler He's a buckler so he's a seatbelt Exactly You have an accident Keeps you in place Instead of you going through the windshield Perhaps dying a horrible death Mm -hmm. The the seatbelt Keeps you in your seat So God's word God's holy spirit When the enemy comes against you Will keep you Stable And from flying out of the windshield And why don't we we take advantage Of these things of God Because We don't want to Or because We have used our Ignorance as our excuse not to But he said I won't have you ignorant I'm going to lead you to the place of wisdom But it's just like you take a horse to the water And you, you, you You lead him there and you just stand there You can't make an animal that size Drink that water just mm-hmm. led him there. He has to want to drink himself. So many oh, times we've been led to the water. And the Holy Spirit is standing there saying, why don't you drink that? Don't you know you thirsty? Don't you know if you don't drink water in three days, I think it's three days, doctor, nurse, you'll die? Is it three days, baby?
1: Yeah. yeah, got three days.
4: If you don't drink water in three days, you'll die. And so, if that be the case, why would I stand, what is it, is it three days? I want to be correct. Okay. I believe it's three days, so don't pin me on that. If you know better, when we get to the college, y'all share that information if I've if I, uh, said something wrong. But it, it, let me say it like this. If you don't drink water for a certain period of time, I'm like my grandson, you're right. We don't die <laughs> if we don't do it. And that's just the bottom line. If we're not partaking in the things of God spiritually, we're going to be dead men in this world walking around aimlessly, not knowing where to go, and we will be blind. The enemy will blindside us, and he will destroy our lives. My husband Mm -hmm. said something the other day, and, uh, honey, I I hope you're willing to expound upon it. My husband said something the other day when we were riding uh, here to Georgia. He said, Mm When we don't operate in the things of God, it's like we return God's light. Sweetheart, would you come and just share with the people about that light situation? He says like we hand God his light back. And I Ooh. want him to just talk. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's how it hit me, too, uh, Pastor Chris. Here's, here's Mr. Brown.
5: Hello, world. Hmm. Listen, I'm I was uh, I was thinking of it on these terms. Yes, yes. If Christ is the light of mankind and we decide we no longer want Christ, it's like we take our light and throw it away. Well, mm. in a dark place, you're in darkness. You can't see anything. You can't function without a light. So mm-hmm. if you take Christ and throw him away like he's useless, I go dark, mm-hmm. and everything around me goes dark, mm-hmm. and, and that's the way I think of him. When I when I think of Christ, he brought light to me where I could see. Yeah. I could see things before it happened. I could I could disciple things that I had to to to, to look at yeah. and learn from and live. Yeah. So, if anybody that decides to throw Christ away, you just threw your light away. Yep. Mm. So you're willing to walk into a thick darkness and not see where you're going. Oh, you. you just
2: existed.
5: So that's what I was thinking of when I was talking to her in the car. People are throwing Christ away yes. and walking into darkness. Yeah. Thinking, thinking they're functioning well, but they're not. Mm-hmm. You're falling into this You're falling into a storm You, 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 everywhere. Yeah. There's no way to to see unless Christ bring the light. <laughs> that was my thought. <laughs> yep. and I oh. thought
4: that, that was so awesome that that we would say to God. Now we we've been dwelling in darkness before salvation. And then God Uh saves us. So what happens? The light comes on. We become woke. We're we're alive. Mm -hmm. For the first time, actually, we're alive. And then all of a sudden I say, hmm, that looks interesting over there in them bushes. So God, hold your light for a minute, bro. I need to go in them bushes. And I can't take the light in the bushes because when you take light into darkness, it's no longer darkness, ain't It's darkness. That's right. And so it's light. So if you take light in there. So the first thing we have to dismiss if I want to dwell in unrighteousness and darkness, I have to return the light or put the light under something, throw it away, or put it under something, cover it up real good, because it, I can't take light into the cave, And mm. that is that is so horrific to me. It's sort of like that situation where I've ate vomit before, and I've been delivered from it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? That, that vomit that I threw up uh, last week looks pretty appetizing. I'm kind of hungry, so I'm going to eat my own vomit. And you say, ooh, mm-hmm. that's gross. Yeah, same, same thing as returning to darkness when you've been delivered into life. Same, same thing as wanting to be a fool again when you become wise.
3: Kind of mm-hmm. crazy, huh?
4: But that's where yeah. we're about. So men and women of God, whose side are your own? I can't decide for you. You have to decide that for yourself. Are you going to live for God? Are you going to live for yourself? At the end of the day, there's a benefit for you or a repercussion. That's on you. Nobody decides that for you. How many callers we got, Pastor Chris? Maybe we need to ask the callers today.
2: Yeah, we only got three, and they are, are faithful. So I will yeah. go ahead and, and allow them to speak. So callers, we will yeah. read the last four digits of your phone number So here we go, 7122, 7122. You are live on the air. God bless you.
4: Good afternoon, Sister Jeanette. Good afternoon. I'm I'm just listening. Are you with mom today? No, not yet. I don't go there till around two. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. And while we got you on the line, we want to honor you as a caretaker of a young woman who's a right 93 years old, you, uh, Jeanette Pontoon, and your sister Edna Moore, doing an awesome and amazing job. want to say be encouraged. Uh, may your holidays be uh, awesome. Uh, continue to do your job. You're doing an amazing job. God bless you, and thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you. Amen. Okay, Pastor Chris.
2: Next caller, 3618-3618. You are live on the air. God bless you.
4: Good afternoon, everyone. I am uh, Jennifer, and I am in awe of uh, justice study. It, it was for me. So, uh, moraine as always, thank you for the invite. Uh, Pastor Chris, thank you for just bringing some things to the light uh, about keep pushing and, uh, and knowing God for, for who he is and just being in a place of um, for God to actually use you in the fullness thereof, have to be transparent. We have to get so naked before him and say, God, I'm a wreck, I'm a mess. It's it's, it's you. You made me. You do this, you fix this. So thank right. you guys for this today. Thanks, sister Jennifer, Amen. uh, for uh accepting the invite. We're so glad that you're here. Uh uh God bless you and may his, may heaven continue to smile upon you. And may your um, day be filled with breakthroughs and miracles in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Pastor Chris.
2: Yes, ma'am. God bless you. Thank you so much for calling. I'm going to put you back on hold. Next caller, 6015-6015. You are live on the air. God bless you.
3: Hey, Ms. Lucille.
4: Hey, hey how Ms. you Lucille. doing? Good afternoon. I'm
3: doing peaky.
4: Well, we're over here, too. We're doing pretty <laughs> good. Enjoying the show. But, um, Amen. Uh, I am glad to know that the Lord has <clears throat> his angels to watch over me in no matter what situation. Because I've been in some terrible situations and car accidents and things.
3: Mm-hmm. But we
4: praise the Lord and all of that, too. He said, praise him in Amen. The and Amen. No, Thank you, sister. Go, go ahead. Thank you, sister Lucia. We also uh, honor you, sister Lucia, for the job, amazing job that you, uh, sister Lucia Priester, and your sister, sister Shirley Allen, and sometimes uh, sister Sharon Priester, that you do with uh, Aunt Dorothy Curry. We uh, honor mm-hmm. you uh, for the job that you do with her as well. God bless you, and may heaven continue to smile upon you. And while we are recognizing the um, sisters, we also want to recognize Ms. Ella Priester, whose uh, daughter is uh, Leola uh, Collier, and Jody Priester, who uh, takes care of their elderly mother as well. Uh, Ms. Ella is 97 years old, and uh, it's just awesome and amazing. And also we want to honor uh, Sister Alice Fields, who at this t- time in her life does not have a living caretaker but uh, we still honor her for also being one of our faithful uh, listeners who come on every week and listen to the buffet. God bless you uh, for being here with us on today. Uh, Listen, we are wanting to uh, shed light on darkness. That's the only way God's people will be uh, delivered, is that we can show uh, the condition of the heart of a man or a woman who decides to turn away from God. There is no victory other than Christ himself. He is our victory. He is our life. If he withdraw his hand, how can I breathe another breath? And uh, that's what we want to share. Uh, looking back at the scripture, the scripture continue to tell us that he is our refuge. What do we have to operate in to, to walk away from our refuge? It says he is our truth. The only way I can walk away from my refuge, I've got to believe the lie. The scripture says, whose report do you believe? Whose words do you believe? What thing that's being said to you do you believe? Do you believe that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you? Or do you believe that there is no God, that there, there is no heaven or hell? You just die and you're done. Is that what you believe? Then that's your truth. But my truth is that I have a charge to keep and a God to glorify. And that's where I find my stability and my refuge in. I find mine in what I call the truth. There are some truths, but even in a truth, a true statement can be made a lie when it meets the truth. The truth supersedes the truth or the fact. You say you need an example. I'm so glad you asked for one. You go to a doctor who's qualified greatly to give you a doctor's report. And you go in there and he has his white coat on. He has many years of, of education. He has just as many years of serving the people in that capacity. He looks at you and he has a sad demeanor and he says, I'm sorry, ma'am, but you have six months to live
5: because you have
4: cancer all over your body. And you walk away from that doctor's office with that fact because the tests that they ran prove his fact. The things that he's uh, the biopsy shows that fact. It is, it's, it's, it's true. So you walk away from that doctor's office, and you can do one or two things. You can believe it and go home and prepare to die in six months. And perhaps in six months, you'll be gone. Or you can take what he said, and you can go in your closet, and you can say to God, God, the doctor said I have six months. What say you, God? Because whatever you tell me, I'm going to cling the that more so than I am what that doctor told me. I'm going to continue to take my medication. I'm going to continue to do my regimen as the Holy Spirit lead me. Because sometimes he says, no. Sometimes he says, take the chemo. I'm going to heal you in that. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells us, that's what I endeavor to do. But I will not take the report of a man and make it gospel. Because Uh-oh. that means I put man ahead of God. Gospel comes from God come from people but gospel supersedes and if God tell me water ain't wet I'm gonna believe God so then you take that to God because I know a young lady right now who just recently stopped eating she's 42 years old she was born with a a physical ailment the doctor told her mother she was only gonna live to be four years old I know the young lady personally. She's 42. So if that mother had took that doctor's fact of her child is going to leave in four years, she'd be somebody that can add 12, uh, 4, 8. She'd be 38 years. Yeah, 38. 38 years she wouldn't have gotten because she would have put energy into four years. So you who are listening on today, Your doctor that you've had a long time, got a good uh, relationship with him, y'all have coffee every other Thursday. If he tells you you have an hour and 15 minutes to live, check it in. Check it in with the one that can change the matter. Mm. The doctor has good intentions. He means well. He gets paid to say those things to you. But if we're just going to take his report, he has become our God and God is not.
3: Ooh, Jesus.
4: We've got to keep it real. We've got to keep our buckler on. The enemy that we're up against, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And let me caution you, he knows how. He's qualified to do that job. That's
3: right. What are you
4: qualified to do? What has God empowered you to do? He did not tell us to ball about this fists and go against the enemy that we are fighting. He just told us to fight the good fight of faith. To continue to put trust in him. It becomes difficult when our physical eyes can see the issue. When I see my loved one on his deathbed. It's difficult to believe God is going to raise him up. But if God says I'm going to raise him up, he's going to raise him. And I have to continue to believe that. And does it get challenging? Yes, it does. It gets challenging when God says, uh, your, your, your struggle. My husband and I, we were having struggles in our marriage years ago. And my husband said to me uh, one day, he says uh, the marriage is over. We're not gonna, we're not gonna, long, we're no longer gonna be husband and wife. And I went into my closet and I said, God, what, what do you say? He said your struggle in this marriage is not unto death, meaning that this marriage will not resolve. And then you hear Mr. Brown talking today. After 35 years, we're still together. Do we still have struggles? Yes, we do. But we're still together because God said. It wasn't going to dissolve that way Not because of what he said or how I felt I felt like he was right right. But a feeling is simple Somebody said that earlier The feeling has nothing to do with what God's purpose is for our life God said it shall live and not die And it's yet living For those of you who are trusting God for some difficult things Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit And don't expect to see it get better before it perhaps will get worse.
3: Mm.
4: It would look like it's dead. Oh, Holy Spirit just downloaded. Let me give you this. (laughs) It would die and you might even bury it. Hello. Uh Lazarus. Lazarus. He just downloaded. I'm believing you, God, for my marriage. And it'll stink. God, you you can't do nothing with this. This marriage stinks. It's dead. It's buried, Mm. matter of fact. We got a cross above it. His name is on it. Her name is on it. Rest in peace, Lorraine Brown. Died uh, November 3rd, 2014. Hello. Mm-hmm. I love when God talks to me. I love when God talks to me. I love when he, <laughs> he talks to me. I don't care how crazy it sounds. I love it. That man died. <laughs> buried. So put the flowers on the grave. Yeah. Ooh. And then all of a sudden, it's in a it's in a tomb. They got mm-hmm. they got the cement thing. They done covered it up with six feet of dirt. I going to get up. God, that's right. But he cheated on me. She cheated on me. She had four boyfriends, Lord. What am I doing mm-hmm. this, Lord? She brought a baby home that wasn't mine, God. You know what? I did that to God one time, people. I tried to talk to God like he like God, no, nah, you know not nah, God now. Nah, you know player, you know he wrong, God. And God took me, I walked God 10 miles one day. I'm telling God about all the reasons why I should be justified in what I'm getting ready to do. God mm. never talked to me about him. My God from Zion. Hello. God never told me, you right, baby. He wrong.
3: Mm-hmm. God, talk to me
4: about me. What yeah. you going to do? What you going to do with the Jesus in you? Are you going to speak to it? Are you going to prophesy to it today, daughter? Or are you just going to have this pity party and invite your daughters over and y'all just going to kick men in the side? What you going to do? Mm. Are you oh. going to see the light at the end of the tunnel? Are you going to fix some food? And sit in it. Oh. That's not how he told me. He said, take food and give it to him with the right attitude. Here you go, baby. What else you need, darling? Am I going to make him say, thank you, sugar? No, I'm going to let him say this to you. Here you go. This is nasty. Where the that that in this? Mm. And he said, and you can't say, what you think is that? No, daughter. You got to say, oh, I'm sorry, sugar. Let me get you some more salt, baby. He didn't tell me go in the other room and be like. He didn't tell me to go in the other room, and, the other room and, and, and have a temper tantrum. But when I came back in, I had to say, here you go, baby. you go, <laughs> Did I mean it when I first started? Mm-hmm. No, know mean that. Shoot! I wanted to put what? the street because they said it take him out fast and he didn't have to taste it.
3: No.
4: But that's not God, Saint.
3: Yeah. That's yeah.
4: not God. That is all Lorraine. That is all Lorraine. It wouldn't have been Hubert uh, uh, to hurt me. It, 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 it would have been God when he said, honey, you know what? He came home one day. He said, can we talk? I never forget it. I had plans September 1st. I had a moving truck available. I was going to leave. I had made a, arrangements of where I was going to stay and how much I was going to pay to stay there. My husband came home. He said, baby, can we talk? And I said, yes, we can. And he says, I want to work it out. I canceled that truck. The devil is a lie. I canceled that truck because I wanted my marriage. Mm. And I was glad and grateful for God that in the last hour he woke us up. I'm talking to somebody today. I know I am. Amen. And so that's where we got to get to the place where it's no longer I, but it's Christ that lives inside. It's no longer what I want. It's all about God. What is it that I need to do that's going to bring your name glory? Because I appreciate when you deliver me from the pain, That would not allow me to swallow. I was in so much pain. I couldn't lay down. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't sit down. I couldn't drive at all. I couldn't walk at all. Mentally, I was aching. Physically, I was aching. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do life no more. I was too coward to take my life. But the thoughts were there. And God God saw fit to rescue me. Honey, do you want to talk about that time? Okay. He saw fit to deliver me from that. So I owe God everything in my life. Amen. So to you who are in that place, don't give up. Don't give in. And if you can't say your words uh, uh, came from God, then keep your mouth shut, bro. Mm. Well what, what time? Okay, next scripture, Pastor Chris.
2: Uh we are on chapter five. I mean verse five. No, we're not.
4: Psalms
2: 91, verse 5. Yes. Got it. You will not be afraid of the terror of night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness nor of the destruction that lays waste at noon a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand but danger will not come near you you will Looking only. At verse five Oof. let's
4: look at verse five pastor chris let's, let's not go past being afraid the scripture says that god did not give us the spirit of fear but so many of us in the body of Christ are operating fully in fear. Mm. We, we do the things we do because we are afraid. We fight so hard because we are afraid of losing. We work so much because we are afraid of downtime because we don't want to think about well, where we are and what we got going on in our lives. Mm. We are fear-driven in the body of Christ because... When you find a man or woman Who is operating out of the principles of God You find a man or woman Who one is dying to self And who is sold out for God When you find a courageous man or woman of God You find one that surrendered So we don't want to surrender Because we feel like we give our power away But actually when you surrender to God You just became empowered. If my husband didn't come home last night, there is so much of me that want to fight physically. But God is saying that's the wrong weapon. That weapon, daughter, is carnal. But if you pray and you surrender your will to me, that is a weapon, daughter, or son, of mass destruction. But when I use that weapon, God, I don't see him bleeding. But if I use the baseball bat, master, I get to see his eye swole and perhaps a visit to the hospital. But that's instant gratification. That's not lasting result. So I caution you again, woman of God, man of God, put away your carnal weapon. Pick up the weapon of mass destruction, which is prayer, supplication, patience, waiting on God for the next move in your life for victory? Mm. Will it be appetizing or will it be something that you would desire to do? Oh, yes, ma'am, you will. But it won't be beneficial if you do it. So then there's that decision again. Do I want to benefit from this pain that's in my heart? Or do I want to uh, avenge, use this pain that's in my heart to avenge this thing? That decision becomes yours. Prayer seems it takes too long. Prayer is like a silent doctor in the room. You Mm -hmm. can't see him. You can't feel him. You just see the results of him being there. Pastor Chris, what happened that day when you were laying in the hospital after that accident? And you really wanted to die. And you didn't understand why you hadn't died. What happened? Was it a night? Who came in your room?
2: See, and that's just it. No one. And the, of course you have your nurses, your routine, they do their thing, right? But when I got to a place of giving up, there was no one in the room, but I could feel the presence he, it was like he was sitting on the edge of the bed, just watching, just saying, son, are you ready? Son, are you ready? And I'm thinking, oh, he ready to take me home. But that wasn't what he was getting at. And when I realized that God wanted to do something new from what I had, that's when I surrendered. Because it was in the surrendering of my will and of myself, and me feeling some kind of way, I'm gonna be no good to nobody now. I'm all broke up from the floor up, so I'm like, you should have just took me out. And then God was just sitting there. Are you done having a temper tantrum? Are you done blaming me? Are you done? So once we get done with our temper tantrum, most of us as parents, we understand this, where we have to deal with the temper tantrum of our children. I mean, most of you can relate. And when they're done with their temper tantrum, this is where the educational part comes in, where we're like, why we did what we did why we gave you a pow-pow or spanking or what have you. This is why you got what you got. See, God explained to me that when I surrendered my all and I realized that it wasn't going to be anything that the doctors could have said, anything that Pookie and JJ could have said, it was nothing anyone else could say or do unless I gave up me. Wait, that sounds too good to be true. Well, if I didn't, Drill Sergeant, if I didn't give me up, I probably would still be having issues, still can barely walk, still can do all these things that I couldn't do if I never gave up. See, there's a lot of things when you surrender yourself, there's a lot of things God will replace what you think you need. Uh-oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did he just say that? Yeah, I said it. Oh, see, there's a lot of things that God will replace that you think you need. See, a lot of us think we need popularity. A lot of us think we need folk. A lot of us think we need a posse. Uh, uh, you know, all this stuff, but it's in the midnight hours. It's in when you're all by yourself. It's in when you are broken enough that God can give you exactly what you have need of. Not what pastors say, not what apostle said, not what bishop said, what God said. And when we understand that it's not about us, It ain't about how many folks is on our Snapchat or TikTok or even on this live right now. And it's all about God. And we're getting one soul at a time and leading them to Christ. Not to me. Not to Sister Lorraine. But to Christ. See, when we die to self, when we die from our ego, it makes this whole thing worth it. It makes it worth going through the growing pains. It makes it worth having your physical life be turned upside down. It's worth every change. Why? Because when you're done going through the fire and when you're done being pressed, you will not only be powerful inside, but you'll be powerful outside. Well, what are you talking about? Well, when life hits you, it's gonna bounce off you like you're the man of steel. Because see, when you allow the things of God empower you, stuff in life becomes secondary. And all the stuff that we used to chase will become secondary. And then it'll become a thing where God will supply the need not the one, the need, and see when God supplies the need according to whose riches, oh, bitches, riches, um, no, maybe Sister Lorraine or Mr. Brown's riches, no, 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 it says according to his riches, what are his riches, let me explain, his riches are one, go ahead,
4: no, no, I'm just saying peace, joy, love, mercy.
2: Go ahead. Exactly. And see, those are the principles that we forget about. We want the stuff, but we don't want the attributes. What are the attributes? The, the Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Oh, we got oh. a problem with that one. A lot of us want to be in control but see we have to learn how to have self-control even in our circumstances when it can be very difficult to do that got the t-shirt the hat the mb3 all that i know what it's like to be pressed and be poked, and be hit, and be beaten, and be persecuted, and be broken, and be told you're nothing, and be, and be told that you ain't qualified. Oh, and you, and be told that you ain't going to never be, and be told that you will never walk and talk again. You will never write again. I was told all this stuff. But when I realized it's not about me, drill sergeant, And it was about God for real, for real, not this fake phony nonsense. I'm talking about the real thing when it wasn't about me anymore. And I gladly took my seat, and I say this all the time, but people think I'm crazy. But I'm not crazy. I know what God can do for me. So as soon as I gave up myself and sat On the co-pilot position of this thing called relationship with God, things got easier. Why? Because I gave up me. I gave up my intellect and all my degrees and all this stuff that people want to see on the outside of you. But it's on the inside, your spirit man. That's where your growth lies, and this is where I got my double doctrine from the University of the Holy Ghost. Uh Uh-oh, there's no such thing, Pastor. Well, yes, it is, because when you have relationship with him, he downloads wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that a common person with education will not be able to understand. Oh, what are you talking about? Well, when you seek after him, it also says, draw nigh to, I will draw nigh to what? You. As you mm-hmm. draw nigh to mm-hmm. me. What's the key word, Joe Sergeant? We have to draw nigh. That's the key word. We have to draw nigh first. God's not going to mm-hmm. give us a free, you know, free get out of jail free card. Sometimes we got to work this faith out. Sometimes we got to go through the different feelings of change. Sometimes we got to go through physical change, spiritual change. Sometimes we got to even lose the friends we got. Uh Uh-oh. Now, I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor, because I'm not losing my posse. I'm not losing the king's court. I'm not losing all my amen section folks. Sis Lorraine, you better talk to your brother. He he don't get it. You need your amen corner. You need all those folks to give you the data boys and the Amen. Well, I beg to differ. I don't need an amen corner. All I need is that if God is co-signing what he's already orchestrated in my ministry, I did my job. I don't need accolades from folks. As long as the people of God are being blessed and set free, that's my job. Okay, let me be quiet. See, because, uh, yeah, we, we, we losing folks. And I... Uh, I don't want too many people, because I know some people are still stuffed with the Thanksgiving turkey, of Drill Sergeant. And, and I know the chef, you know, wants to get in on this, but, you know, I know she's doing her thing. So I, I, I hand the mic back over to you before we end up having church up in here. So back to you.
4: So, Pastor Chris, on Facebook Live, do we have any people that have any questions or concerns there?
2: uh no they're just agreeing with what we are uh conveying and saying uh there are some quotes saying surrender that's powerful uh we have a couple of com- comments that says purpose over popularity also it's the gift that will make room for you the pruning and then we got god has already pre-approved us uh-oh like that one mm-hmm.
4: He's already predestined us. Our steps are already ordered, but we've got to walk this thing out. It's like God gives us the end of our life and saying you, you, are, you, you should be a great man, a woman of God. Now here, start from point one and move towards that. There's some things in, the, in between. they call called the dash. You, you're born August 1st, 1932, and you pass away uh, 2050. And in between that... Uh, 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 year of birth and year of, of, of exit, there are things that have to transpire between. Those things are designed to get you to the point of departure in one piece and in and in a in a place where you have full trust in the one that you know will raise you from uh, the the place of death. Because there is no death in him. So we right. don't want that dash part. We just want the beginning and the end. But that's an impossibility. You're not gonna you're not gonna go to bed and wake up a millionaire if you have not worked the millionaire status or you have not inherited from parents. That's not uh, gonna happen. And if you did inherit it from parents and have not worked through the process, then you will be poor in a, in a matter of time. Because a fool and his money will soon depart. That's a whole nother subject. Going back to love, going back to the scripture. I think you stopped on verse seven. Would you do verse eight for me, please?
2: Yes, ma'am. Uh, you will only be a spectator as you look on the eyes and witness the divine repayment of the wicked as you watch safely from the shelter of the Most High. Wow. That goes
4: goes back to that scripture where it says, either the benediction is going to be depart from me or come up higher. So, At the end of the day, I decide whether I want to be a spectator at this event or whether I want to be one that's a main attraction. Is it me that God is saying, uh, you're going to be cast into the lake of fire, or is it me that God is saying, I'm going to elevate you to management? Let's put it where we can understand it. Mm. Well, I don't know about anyone else. My decision is made on management. Uh, Fire and me don't do so well unless I'm cooking, i don't want to be the I don't want to be the meat
3: <laughs> I don't want to be the
4: turkey <laughs> Turkey don't look so well on me, so it it's you know we have to decide that and 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 you know, we can talk to you, we black and blue in the face about this at the end of the day, it's going to keep coming back to the same full circle. All
3: right. What
4: my life is is what I work it to be. If That's I right. want to be a carpenter, I have to have carpenter training. Someone has to train me. You don't come out of the womb knowing how to lay carpet. You don't come out Uh-oh. of the womb knowing how to build a house. Now, there are, you know, we have those people, and I pick them up quickly, that know how to say, I did, I, nobody ever taught me. You're an exception to the rules. But they're not. you won't find many of you. And even if you are an exception to the rules, and you came out of the womb and you grew up and you you knew how to do some things without former training, you found out later on in life that there were some things that you could have done differently to make that job better. So there still has to be some form of training whether the Holy Ghost of God trains you or not. Somebody's got to train you something. We're not islands in this world. God wants us to have these gifts that he has instilled in us he wants us to share these gifts in order to make somebody else life better and if our gift only benefit me that's a worthless gift my god if i have a, a plate full of food that i cannot consume and i'm looking at all this food and i'm looking over across the table at my daughter she has nothing And if my heart does not want to share my food with her, and I know she's hungry, something is wrong. There's a disconnect. And in the body of Christ, we have many who are disconnected. And you feel because you've got yours, I need to get mine. But I ask you, where did you get it from? Because every good and perfect gift came from God. Are you trying to tell me you not manufacture things on this earth? You you can make things. Where did you get the stuff to make it from? I'm thinking about Job when God asked him, "Where were you? Where were you, your bad self, when I laid the foundation of the world? Were you there giving me permission to do these things that I've done?" Then I think about Jonah who gets mad because a tree dies that gave him shade. Did you call that tree, throw Jonah? When I told you to go to Nineveh and you wanted to go to Tasha, did you, did, were you so smart that you got yourself out of the belly of the whale when I allowed him to swallow you? Did you make him sick on his stomach so he'd throw you up on the bank? And then what you were supposed to do, uh, you were quick to do it, and you have the audacity. You get mad at me because you say I don't want to go because as soon as I go and give them the message you just don't forgive them anyway you mad really mm. are you going to be big mad because I'm a forgiving God Oof. and you'll tell no you need forgiveness Uh-oh. are you really, like that? Are mm. you really not going to forgive another brother or sister or debt when I just forgave you for the debt? Oof. you walked up to me and said God I don't have the $4 that I owe you, God. Would you please excuse me, God? And he says, okay, son, go ahead. And you walk around the corner and find your sister who owes you 50 cents, and you go put in a chokehold and send her to prison? Is that really <laughs> what
2: we do? Yep. <laughs> With
4: grace of God, is that really what we do? Oh, okay, so that's how you do that? Let me, let me change how I handle you then. You go to prison for my $4. <laughs> Help us, God.
5: Ugh.
4: God wants to change us. He wants to make us men and women of God who can be recognized without having uh, a pound and a half crown or a cross around our neck. Hmm. Am I picking? Yes. Because I used to be one of those saints that felt like I needed a cross around my neck with diamonds in it so you could see who I was. Amen. But God is saying you don't need a diamond cross to sparkle from across the room so that people can say, oh, man, she got a cross on. She must be a saint. No, he doesn't mm-hmm. want us to wear these crosses. Not those. He wants us to offer our lives as a cross to somebody else who needs to see God high and lifted up. Mm-hmm. Some of us got king other eyes in our life that we just need to let that joker die. Because mm. until our king Uzziah dies, we will not see the Lord ourselves. And if we don't see the Lord, we won't have anybody, in, we we won't have the ability to show anybody else God high and lifted up. Mm. Because we got Uzziah as our God. And we need to let him die. Where we at? We got
5: a few minutes. Yeah, we
2: are at Verse Number Six No, Red
4: no six. We're not. six. No, we are nine, sir are
2: Oh, nine. wow Jeez.
4: Do nine and ten, please We're going to wrap this right. up And put a board And we'll come back next week With the rest of the scripture
2: Because you have made the Lord Who is Key word Who is my refuge Even the most high your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. Wait a minute. But all hell is Wait. breaking
4: loose in my tent. All hell is breaking loose in my tent. So you're telling me I'm responsible for the hell that's breaking loose in my tent. Because <laughs> I have a name <laughs> God, my dwelling place. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? We, exactly we you're
2: saying. make, yeah, see, God is very straight to the point. And we like to add little garnishes to the word of God. But see, we in order for us to be shielded from harm, we have to have what? Relationship. If we don't have relationship with God, how can we be shielded from harm, one, To be able to prevail against the disease that may inflict us see it's happening right now and this might be a little sensitive to some people but we're seeing this right now 2021 we saw it now i'm not saying everybody deserved it so don't inbox me that's not what i'm saying what I am saying is, is that he shields us from things that might harm us. What does that mean? There's a lot of things going on in the spirit and in the natural. And as we stay plugged in, meaning relationship with who? God our Father, we are able to overcome and be shielded by harmful things that may come against us and affect us. That's what I mean. So, see, we get so caught up in what people say, how they say it. Oh, he also, he's saying I deserve or my Uncle Pookie deserved. That's not what I said. What I said is we have to go into our secret places which is our prayer life, or your prayer closet, or wherever you have intimacy with the king, this is where we need to be strengthened, given more wisdom, knowledge, understanding in the times we live, and be that light in the dark place. Even if all heck is breaking loose in your life, you can still lean on who? Your dwelling place. Your refuge. Who is your refuge? Jesus Christ, the Son of Man. He is your ace, boom, coon. He's got your back. He's your roll call, your roll dog, your ace, the one that's got your back. He is your refuge. So that's my spiel. I'm going to be quiet. Because I've already got us in enough trouble today. So, (laughs) Sergeant, back to you. So,
4: Scripture says in verse 9, because we made the Lord our refuge, we go back to that word. That is um, an amazing word to me when we talk about a refuge. Because a refuge is just not any place, but it's a place of safety. It's a place of security. It's a place where I can relax. It's a place where I can rely On to be protected from what the calamity the adverse effects of the world so when we find ourselves in a place of unrest and to me when we examine um, a lot of the situations of our brothers and sisters and even ourselves at times when we're finding ourselves in places of unrest when we find ourselves in places of chaos we have not done What the necessary thing to achieve this goal of peace. We have not made God our place of refuge. We place God on the back burner and we put God in a place of just a regular joke. God is not a regular joke. God uh, is God. And when we put him on the throne and we uh, uh, place him there and not just put him there, but treat him like he's God then he becomes that place of refuge we also see where it says he becomes our dwelling place uh-huh. and anytime we're dwelling in God we're dwelling and I have to keep saying this in victory we become right. sure-footed and now my mind flows to another place my mind goes to a place of a book that I read about the hind seat deer the about the deer Um, that's able to scale a mountain and it's just um, amazing how this the mountain can be slick but that deer has been given the ability by God to scale that mountain and he's not slipping he's not falling but there are those that have fallen before but it's because they became careless. It wasn't because the ability wasn't placed in it. He was given the ability by God. But we can misappropriate the things that God give us, and we can cause ourselves harm. God gave us wisdom. God gave us knowledge. He did not give it to us for us to beat each other up with it. He gave it Ooh. to us to empower us. So when we use God's gift, as a tool of empowerment and to make better the, the team, the kingdom of God, then the kingdom of darkness take a hit. But when we Ooh. take that same ability that God gave us and we take it on the wild side, we take it to the darkness, we just hit the kingdom of God with the gift God gave us. Mm. Because of ignorance, Because we became careless with the powerful tool that God gave us. He gave us our ability to speak into the lives of others and see that come to pass that we that we couldn't see with our natural eyes. He said, speak those things, which be not in your son or daughter's life, as though it was already there. And we'll take that mouthpiece that has the power to do that, and we'll say, You ain't nothing, and you will never amount to anything. Powerful words in a negative connotation. Or we can say to that same person, you should live and not die to declare the work and the glory of God. You can do all things through Christ who strengthened you. So that choice is ours whether we want to continue to scale the mountain and not fall or we want to use our power or we want to use our power to defeat somebody else most of the time because of jealousy most of the time because we feel like they've got something we want but did God intend you to have that? God gave you what you needed he said, I've given you all things that you need for spiritual living. If I needed another hole in my head, he'd have put it there. But I don't seem to be content until I get a third hole in my head. And then I just made myself of non effect. That's right. Now, I, I've gotten to the place now where instead of myself being able to see clearly the things of God, now I've distorted my vision. And I want to be mad at the devil. But actually it's me. It's my flesh. That's motivated and manipulated by the devil. But at the end of the day I have power once I get in God to say no. Mm. Tenth verse says. There shall no evil. because Because of the Lord being my refuge. And because I dwell in him. There is no evil that can befall me. So when evil traps me, when evil, uh, when I get ensnared by evil, it's only because I didn't make the Lord my refuge and I didn't continue to dwell in him. I walked off the path because there are no, there are no uh, tall fences that's locked and guarded by guard dogs in God. The moment I want to walk away from him or walk off the path of righteousness, I'm free to do so. I'm free to roam around the cabin. And the Holy Spirit said Choose ye this did say who you going to serve. And then he went further and said, I advise you to serve God. Because he's seen what the enemy can do to your life if you walk away from God. And some of us have seen what he'll do to us too. Because we did walk away from God. Hello. We didn't know how difficult it was to get back to God. So walking away is not an option for me. Amen. So if we stay in the Lord and make him our refuge and we dwell in him, we don't have to worry about the tricks and the traps of the enemy. We don't have to worry about the plague. The plague. We really need to look at the plague. What what good will a plague do us? What good has corona done us? Because many of us are still saying uh, it ain't real.
2: mm. Jesus. Being one
4: to get sick from it, it was real to me. But God was realer than the plague because he delivered me. That's right. He set me free from that plague. That's
2: I thank right.
3: God
4: for it on this side. I wasn't thanking God for it when I was sick, but I thank God on this side for allowing me to go through it because he, that was his, his. I was able to see God on another level. So I'm able not to believe God, to be a deliverer through sickness. I had been sick before and had been delivered by God, but I didn't see God as clearly as I saw him when I got sick with this. Yes. This plague or calamity it's, that comes near our dwelling. It feels like it's right in this, inside our dwelling, but it's really not allowed on that turf, because only God can occupy that dwelling once we accept him as our Savior. He comes to get us off, off of our path. Because he can't enter that path If you're on righteousness Unrighteousness cannot enter the path Of righteousness He's not allowed there That's why there's two lines of people The one that's on that straight and narrow And the one that's on that wide path I encourage you to get on the straight and narrow Can't make you do it I just encourage you to do so we thank God for you being with us on today on The Buffet where we're talking about the love of God through God delivering us and setting us free. Amen. That, took, that took his love, that took his amazing grace to be on a cross receiving extreme pain while being spit on and tormented and tortured and spoken to illly by people that he was saying, Father, forgive these people because they don't really know what they're doing. They don't even understand that my death is for their life. Forgive them. So God is saying to you today, and I say to you as an agent of God, as an ambassador of Jesus Christ, we all have people in our life who are sitting on us, who are jabbing us in the side with a sword, who are hitting us on our back with a strap. Are you willing to pray a prayer to God? Father, forgive him. Forgive her because they don't know what they're doing. That's our job. We're being given that opportunity sometimes on a daily basis. And I don't know about your struggle with it, but mine is I have the spirit of David. Get him, Lord. That's what I have. I don't be saying, Father, forgive them. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times i be saying, get him. Get him now. Get him twice. Get her. That's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to love people where they are. He wants us to love the hell out of them. Just mm-hmm. like somebody loved the hell out of us. Pastor Chris, you can play us a song. Holy Spirit say the same thing. We'll be back next week talking about love on the on Psalms 91, beginning at the 11th verse. And we know Amen. that the Holy Spirit can alter what we do. We're open for that, but we want to talk about love. And Psalms 91, to me, is an expression of how much he loved us. Because when we were blind, he gave us a guard dog. And no disrespect, call Holy Spirit. Leading lead and guide us throughout this maze of life. God bless you. We take a song, and we'll see you next Saturday on The Buffet.
2: Amen. Well, be blessed by Martha Menizzi's new one, Worthy Reprise, and then we are out of here. So we'll see you next week, same time, same place, with the chef and hot sauce, myself, the band, yours truly, the Psalmist Voice, and the drill sergeant. Sister Lorraine Brown. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next week.